Welcome to Aunt Blanche's Story Corner. I'm so glad you've chosen to join me today in my special reading place. Today I'm going to read a story to you by the Brothers Grimm. Jacob and Wilhelm Grimm were from Germany. They were especially known for their scholarly research and collection of folk tales. Now, folk tales are stories that have been passed on by word of mouth for generations. And unless someone writes them down, then they're eventually lost altogether. The Brothers Grimm were some of the first to write down some of the stories that were published many times and are still popular today. Some of their stories have served as the basis of popular fairy tales, movies, and even TV shows, such as the story of Cinderella, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, Rapunzel, and the Fog Prince, to name a few. The story that I've chosen to share with you today is one of their shorter fairy tales, but I think it's a fun one about pleasant surprises sometimes appear when you least expect them. Now, get your ears ready to listen carefully and your imagination ready to see the story of The Frog Prince, an adaption of the story originally written by the Brothers Grimm. In the old times, when it was still of some use to wish for something that one wanted, there lived a king whose daughters were all lovely, but the youngest was so beautiful that the son himself, who has seen so much, wondered at her beauty each time he shone over her. Near the royal castle there was a great dark wood, and in the wood under an old linden tree was a well. When the day was hot, the king's daughter used to go forth into the wood and sit by the brink of the cool well, and if the time seemed long, she would take out a golden ball and throw it up in the air and catch it again, and this was her favorite pastime. Now, it happened one day that the golden ball, instead of falling back into the maiden's little hand, which had sent it aloft, dropped to the ground near the edge of the well and rolled in. The king's daughter followed it with her eyes as it sank, but the well was deep, so deep that the bottom could not be seen. Then she began to weep, and she wept and wept as if she could never be comforted. And in the midst of her weeping she heard a voice saying to her, "'What ails you, king's daughter?' Your tears would melt the heart of a stone. And when she looked to see where the voice came from, there was nothing but a frog stretching his thick, ugly head out of the water. Oh, it is you, old waddler, said she. I weep because my golden ball has fallen into the well. Never mind. Do not weep, said the frog. I can help you. "'But what will you give me if I fetch up your ball?' "'Whatever you like, dear frog,' said she. "'Any of my clothes, my pearls and jewels, "'or even the golden crown that I wear. "'Your clothes, your pearls and jewels, "'and your golden crown are not for me,' answered the frog. "'But if you would love me and have me for your companion and playfellow, "'and let me sit by you at table,' and eat from your plate, and drink from your cup, and sleep in your little bed, 
If you would promise all this, then I would dive below the water and fetch your golden ball again. Oh, yes, she answered. I will promise it all, whatever you want, if you will only get me my ball again. But she thought to herself, What nonsense he talks, as if he could do anything but sit in the water and croak with the other frogs, or could possibly be anyone's companion. But the frog, as soon as he heard her promise, drew his head under the water and sank down out of sight. But after a while he came to the service again, with the ball in his mouth, and he threw it on the grass. The king's daughter was overjoyed to see her pretty plaything again, and she caught it up and ran off with it. "'Stop! stop!' cried the frog. "'Take me up, too. I cannot run as fast as you.' But it was of no use, for croak, croak, after her as he might. She would not listen to him. Instead, she hastened home and very soon forgot all about the poor frog, who had to betake himself to his well again.' The next day, when the king's daughter was sitting at table with the king and all the court, and was eating from her golden plate, there came something pitter-patter up the marble stairs, and then there came a knocking at the door, and a voice crying, "'King's youngest daughter, let me in!' And she got up and ran to see who it could be. But when she opened the door— There was the frog sitting outside. Then she shut the door hastily and went back to her seat, feeling very uneasy. The king noticed how quickly her heart was beating and said, "'My child, what are you afraid of? Is there a giant standing at the door ready to carry you away?' "'Oh, no,' answered she. "'No giant, but a horrid frog.' "'Oh, dear father,' "'answered she. "'When I was sitting by the well yesterday, "'playing with my golden ball, "'it fell into the water, "'and while I was crying for the loss of it, "'the frog came and got it again for me "'on condition I would let him be my companion. "'I never thought that he would leave the water "'and come after me, "'but there he is now outside the door, "'and he wants to come into me.' And then they all heard him knocking the second time and crying, "'King's youngest daughter, open to me. By the well water, what you promised me? King's youngest daughter, now open to me. "'That which you have promised must be performed,' said the king sternly. "'So now go and let him in.' So she went and opened the door, and the frog hopped in, following at her heels till she reached her chair. Then he stopped and cried, "'Lift me up to sit by you!' But she delayed doing so until the king ordered her. When once the frog was on the chair, he wanted to get on the table, and there he sat and said, "'Now push your golden plate a little nearer "'so that we may eat together.' "'And so she did, "'but everybody could see how unwilling she was. "'And the frog feasted heartily.
but every morsel seemed to stick in her throat. "'I've had enough now,' said the frog at last. "'And, as I am tired, you must carry me to your room "'and make me ready to sleep in your silken bed, "'and we will lie down and go to sleep.' "'Then the king's daughter began to weep "'and was afraid of the cold frog, "'whom nothing would satisfy, "'but he must sleep in her pretty clean bed.' Now the king grew angry with her and said, What you have promised in your time of need, you must now perform. So she picked the frog up with her finger and thumb, carried him upstairs and put him in a corner. And when she'd laid him down to sleep, he came creeping up, saying, I'm tired and want to sleep as much as you do. "'Won't you please let me sleep on the pillow beside you, as you promised?' The princess was so angry at this request that she picked up the frog and tossed him against the wall. He fell unconscious to the hard floor. When the princess saw the poor frog lying as if dead on the floor, she suddenly had a terrible feeling of sorrow. "'realizing that she had been so unkind. "'After all, he had only wanted to be her friend and companion, "'and she should never have been so cruel. "'She rushed to him, gently picked him up, "'and kissed him on top of his little head. "'And in an instant there appeared before her "'the most handsome prince with kind and laughing eyes.' He told her how a wicked witch had turned him into a frog and that only the kiss from a loving heart could break the spell. And so it came to pass that with her father's consent they became bride and groom. The prince's faithful servant, Henry, who had been enchanted as well until his master was freed, was waiting for them after the wedding in a golden carriage drawn by eight white horses to take them to the prince's beautiful kingdom. And there they lived happily ever after. The End I hope you enjoyed hearing this happily ever after story as much as I've enjoyed reading it to you. All things bright and beautiful, all creatures great and small, all things wise and wonderful, the Lord God made them all. Join me again in Aunt Blanche's Story Corner. <laughs>